Welcome to DealCast, the weekly M&A podcast presented to you by Merger Market and SS&C Intralinks. I'm Juliana Needham, a business journalist who's been covering M&A for more than a decade. In this episode, we're looking at the record levels of deal activity in the United States. I'm joined by Mark Andrus, a senior insights editor at Ion Analytics, and by Izaz Ansari, a market analyst. Hi, Izaz. Hi, Mark. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, Juliana. Hello, Juliana. So, M&A in North America reached record highs in 2021. Can you run through some of the factors that drove that activity and what kind of deals we saw? We'll start with you on that question, Izaz, please. Yeah, so US saw its best year ever, I mean, uh, on end record. And we saw uh, deals worth 2.6 trillion. This is the first time that we are crossing 2.5 trillion uh, mark. And the closest that we came was in 2015, which was around 2.1 trillion. So uh, this is the best year so far. It started off on a SPAC frenzy. We saw a lot of deals happening across IPOs, SPACs, LBO buyouts. Uh, In the second half, slowly, the trend started to fall off because of the scrutiny over SPACs. But still in 4Q, we have seen a bit of uh, a trend which is slightly coming up. So uh, we have seen a slowdown, but the trend is like a uh, slightly better uh, so we saw around 444 billion worth of deals in the last quarter of this year. And uh, we hope to see a better start to the next. And, you know, you know, the US also accounted for almost half of global M&A activity. And, and, you know, we've seen like six of the top 10 deals globally involve US-based companies. Wow. So lots of activity in the US. Let's talk about the biggest deal of those, AT&T's sale of Warner Media to Discovery, for $96 billion. What prompted that, Mark? Well, all the telecom companies, the phone companies are, are investing really heavily into 5G. So we saw Verizon uh, pay $45 billion on a license, and then AT&T spent $23.4 billion on a 5G license. And so those companies are now reallocating their, their capital as best they can and unwinding um, past forays into content. And so you, you, you saw uh, AT&T buy Warner Media three years ago for an extraordinary amount of money and, and it didn't really work out for them. So they so, so this is them just uh, unwinding a deal that, that didn't really work out for them in, in, in content. They want to go back to being a phone company focusing on, on, on 5G. And so, so this really uh, helps them finance that. So is, that, is there a broader trend here of big companies making divestments? And if so, who else is doing that? Uh, yes. So uh, divestment has really uh, taken on in the US. We saw uh, this was the best year for divestment in US. And we saw like around $618 billion uh, worth of divestitures, including spinoffs. Uh, the topmost one was the AT&T USD uh, $96 billion deal in which Warner, Warner Media was uh, spun off to Discovery for a merger. And uh, the second one was Dell Technologies, and then it was followed by uh, Aircap Holdings, which was uh, GE. So GE was also uh, acquired by uh, Aircap Holdings. So that was a USD $31 billion uh, deal for the US. So we have been seeing that the trend has like uh, taken on from the beginning of the year, like from starting from quarter one of the 2021 to the end. So recently, uh, which was recorded as the uh, Dell Technologies deal, $62 billion spin-off which was recently done in the quarter. 
I think that trend is going to continue, right? Because we, we saw also General Electric announce that they are going to split into three publicly listed companies that specialize in healthcare, energy, and aviation. And then Johnson & Johnson is going to split into two companies, one for consumer products, such as the Band-Aids, and then the other for drugs and, and medical devices. Although those deals won't happen for another you know, one, one, or, one or two years. Thank you. And another big trend that we've seen this year is the special purpose acquisition companies or SPACs, which have taken a starring role in 2021. Can you describe the levels of activity that we've seen this year is as? Yes. So the SPACs, I mean, yeah, the peak pre-COVID, I mean, like we saw there was no activity, almost no activity. But in COVID, after like uh, the, especially after the second quarter, when things started to like turn a little uh, green for uh, the US market, I mean, then the SPACs like really took off and we started seeing huge graphs of like deals, deal making activity in the US. Uh, this, that was followed by the best year, that is 2021, which saw like a huge recording record year for US SPACs. And uh, they were around uh, 51% of the, uh, so talking about SPACs IPOs, so 51%, almost 51% of the uh, SPAC IPOs uh, were uh, off the traditional IPO. So that was a huge contribution of SPACs. Then the average SPAC uh, acquisition deal size was around 2.6 billion. That is way off from uh, 1.78, which was in uh, which was in the last year. So uh, we have seen a huge amount of SPAC activity this year, which is considered to go on, but there is a SEC scrutiny over. So I think Mark would uh, like to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, and perhaps you can tell us if the the SPAC craze is sustainable, Mark. A lot of deal makers think it will continue. We have 500 and more than 550 US listed SPACs that are looking for a target. And I think together, you know, those, those could, they could probably swing deals in, in total worth a trillion dollars. So, so there's clearly a lot of deal making that's still to come from SPACs. Um, so we'll see. The question is, though, will, will these companies that they acquire Will they be sufficiently strong enough? Will they have the financial fundamentals to be able to go public and and survive and, and do well as publicly listed companies? Which is what happens once a, a SPAC finds a target. And I think the jury is out on that. And we'll see whether we we'll, we will see a whole, a whole new generation of companies that perhaps shouldn't have gone public, maybe went public too soon, and 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 may struggle with 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 their performance in in, in the stock markets after that. They, and they themselves could become they themselves could become targets down the line. Thank you. And another trend that we saw in 2021 is leverage buyouts or LBOs making a big comeback. The 30 billion dollar LBO of Medline, the supplier of medical equipment, was one of the biggest in the US on record. What was the significance of that deal, Izaz? LBO market has like uh, I mean I've been repeating this again and again that US market has really ticked off this year. All the departments, including divestment, spin-offs, LBOs, all the department has like uh, came on top, and they like they have delivered stellar performances. Uh, this year, we saw around three hundred and thirty-six billion worth of uh, LBOs. The top one was, as you mentioned, the Medline uh, buyout. Uh, that was followed by uh, so November was one of the most active months, which saw Athena Health seventeen billion uh, acquisition, uh, McAfee's fifteen billion acquisition, and uh, Cyrus won 15.3 billion acquisitions. So these, all the three deals were like the topmost. We can say that, I mean, like the year, which was starting to look like a little hazy because of the fourth quarter, which was uh, showing a 
little bit of low numbers. But since these three deals came up in November, like the chart has really like ticked off and it has been a good year for this. And what's prompted the return of the LBOs? Well, there's several factors are, are fueling the LBO resurgence. Not, what, what, not least the fact that uh, private equity funds are sitting on, on record amounts of dry powder, uh, by, some, by some estimates around $2 trillion of dry powder. And, and they are under pressure to pursue aggressive returns uh, and, and uh, aggressive deals in a low interest rate environment. Uh, now, the spectre of, of rising inflation has created a, a sense of urgency to deploy the capital now. Cheap financing, the ability to, to finance these deals cheaply through various syndicates, also supports motivated buyers. And looking ahead to 2022, with North America enjoying a blockbuster year, are there any signs that will change in 2022? And any predictions you'd like to throw out there? Well, I think I mean, we did see a slowdown in the fourth quarter. But I think that, that that's possibly down to uh, the fear of, of rising inflation and maybe a, a weaker economy up ahead. However, dealmakers I've spoken with suggest that this, this might just be a, a function of capacity, that you know, dealmakers deal have been flat out for the first nine months of the year, uh, and they're just coming up for air, uh, taking a breather, uh, and they're getting ready now for a, a, another wave of, of dealmaking in the first quarter. Uh, so the, the, the pipeline is really strong. We expect to see more LBOs, more mega LBOs, which we define as, as, as 10 billion plus. We expect to see more companies doing major divestitures um, as they try to unlock growth engines. We've seen some of that happening already. Uh, and we expect to see uh, more SPAC activity, more, um, we talked about 550 uh, US listed SPACs that are looking for targets. So those will be in the next 18 months looking to deploy their capital. I think we, we will see another, another strong 2022. That's at least what we're hearing from, from deal makers. And is there anything to add to that? Yeah. So uh, I agree with what Mark said about the SPACs having uh, a huge capital with them, uh, P's having dry powder. Also, uh, the, uh, the availability of corporate cash. So I think all these factors are going to uh, help us see like a maybe uh, we will definitely see mega deals as uh, Mark said. So I think we are going to have a very good 2022. We'll have to wait and watch for the first quarter, but I think it is going to really take off. Great. Izaz and Mark, thanks very much. Thank you. You're welcome. That was Izaz Ansari and Mark Andrews speaking to me, Juliana Needham. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Dealcast presented by Merger Market and SS&C Intralinks. Please rate, review and follow the podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or look out for your Merger Market news alert. For more information, check out our show notes.